This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Talk to Nicely. Hey, everyone. If you enjoy listening to these stories, please take a second to leave a review for the podcast, especially if you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts. This greatly helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thank you so much. And now back to the story. I've had an obsessive fascination with the obscurely random my entire life. Facts and tidbits of information that any normal person wouldn't even think twice about brought me so much more joy than reading about actual useful things. As such, I never did well in school. I couldn't explain the importance of pi in mathematics, but I could tell you that Mount Everest was originally measured at exactly 29,000 feet, but that it felt so unbelievable that they publicly claimed it to be 29,002 feet tall. What about the fact that Pepsi once owned the sixth largest navy in the world for a brief amount of time in 1989? Who would possibly care to know that? While the claim sounds absolutely ridiculous, I can assure you it is true. Do you feel more fulfilled knowing these facts? Well, that's the story of my life. So while my knowledge had a tendency to bring very little of value into my existence, I was absurdly good at quizzes. All the factoids and fun facts I'd accumulated over the years finally came to good use. I even won a small amount of money from random competitions in pubs and so on. Then there was my second obsession, the dark web. It was just another place to gather random bits of information, more obscure than on the surface web, but interesting nonetheless. I spent hours filling my brain up with junk, fully believing I wouldn't ever get the chance to use it. But as fate would have it, all that useless information would save my life when I found a dark web quiz. It was such an eye-catching ad, a bright picture with thick text placed on an otherwise dark and plain background. The hardest quiz you'll ever take, price $10,000. It read with animated, blinking letters. Obviously, I thought the cash part was a scam, but I still wanted to check out what they considered to be the hardest questions ever. So I clicked on the link, letting it redirect me to an entirely new site. All it contained was a boring chat box with five other members listed on the side, each just a first name except for the showmaster. They were Ethan, Alex, Linda, and myself, Lance. Hello? I typed into the chat. Hey, we have four players now. Can we begin? Ethan responded. We don't even know the rules yet, Linda chimed in. Rules? It's just a quiz, isn't it? I asked. Yeah, but it's supposed to be something special. I don't know. I've never done this before, Linda said. The chat fell silent for a moment. I tried to type in another message for clarification, but I'd been blocked. Then it finally began. Welcome, honorable contestants, to the deathmatch quiz, where you'll face the hardest questions and harshest punishments. The rules are simple. Each round consists of a few questions. You are given points for right answers. At the end of each round, a player will get eliminated. 
Last man or woman standing receives a prize of 10,000 US dollars to be paid to your bank account. Once you are in, there's no backing out until the game is over, the showmaster said. Agree now or leave at once. A choice popped up whether to accept or to decline the offer. Seeing little harm in doing an online quiz, I clicked accept, as did the others, which led us to the first question screen. One, what does the word loquacious mean? A, angry. B, chatty. C, beautiful. D, shy. It wasn't a particularly hard question, so I hit B without further thought. A few seconds passed while the other contestants chose their answers, each of them getting it correct. Then the second question came up. Two, the hammer and the sickle are the most recognizable symbols of which of the political ideologies? A, republicanism. B, communism. C, conservatism. D, liberalism. Again, an easy question, one each of us could answer, as was the third and the fourth. I started to get worried that the challenge came from beating the others. If each of us got a 100% score, who would win? Once the fifth question had been answered without any problem, another message from the showmaster popped up on the screen. Well done, you've all made it to the second round. Take a moment, talk and get to know each other. Round two will begin shortly. With that, I regained control of my keyboard. Well, that was easy, Ethan typed in. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed if I'm honest, Linda said. Maybe it was just a warm-up round, I suggested. I guess so, Alex said. I'm definitely going to beat y'all, though, he continued. What makes you so certain, I asked. But I didn't get a response, because only 30 seconds after the first round had ended, the keyboard locked once again, prompting the beginning of round two. One, the deadliest elevator accident took place in which location during which year? A, Wuhan, China, 2012. B, Orkney, South Africa, 1995. C, Makivka, Ukraine, 2011. D, Istanbul, Turkey, 2014. It was a bit of a morbid question, but one I knew the answer to nevertheless. The deadliest elevator accident had taken place in Orkney when a locomotive hit the safety barrier, sliding into a mine shaft with an elevator carrying 105 people, all of whom succumbed in the disaster. I just hit B and waited for the others. Three of us got the answer right, but Ethan chose C. Then the second question appeared on the screen. Two, which one of you is most likely to die first? A, Linda. B, Alex. C, Lance. D, Ethan. I froze in place. The question had come so sudden, out of place and wrong. It had to be a prank of sorts, but why? I didn't answer the question, nor did the others. We just sat in silence waiting for something to happen. When the timer ran out, no one had answered, which meant no one got a point. The next three questions were all morbid, asking about deadly events, horrible diseases, and mass extinctions. I got two of them correct, as did everyone else, which left three of us in a tied lead and Ethan at the bottom. Round two is now over, and as the score would have it, Ethan is the weakest. Elimination is already in process. Let's all thank him for his valiant effort and let him have a few last words before he bids us goodbye. The keyboard starts functioning again. What the hell is happening? I can't move my legs, Ethan typed in. What? Are you serious? Alex asked. Please, please help me. I can't move. I can't talk. I can't call for help. Please do something. Ethan continued typing frantically into the chat. What the hell is going on? Linda asked. Ethan? But he never responded. Ethan has left the game. Let's wish him a safe journey to the afterlife as we delve into round three, the showmaster said. I was panicking, trying to close my browser, but it didn't work. When I tried to get up from my chair, I realized I couldn't even physically bring myself to stand up. 
I could move my legs and arms, but leaving my chair had somehow become an impossible task. A question popped up on the screen. One, how do you think you will die? A, in indescribable agony. B, in an accident. C, from cancer. D, from old age, peacefully in your own bed. I clicked D, praying that the game would let us get out alive. Everyone followed suit and we were all wrong. Two, what was Ethan's biggest fear? A, suffocation. B, drowning. C, being shot. D, being stabbed. I chose drowning as it is the most common fear. I got it right, as did Linda. Alex, on the other hand, had chosen suffocation. That concludes round three, the showmaster said. With only two questions, a loser had been chosen. The chat was once again enabled, with all of us rushing to try to figure out what was going on. I can't get out of my chair, Linda said. What the f is this? I asked. Alex, are you there? Linda asked. For a few seconds, no one said a word, until Alex parted us with two simple words. Can't breathe. That was the last we ever heard from him. Before we could even get a chance to process what was going on, the chat locked, marking the beginning of round four. And so we move on to the final round with our best contestants. Congratulations for making it here, and be happy that one of you will make it through, the showmaster said. A question popped up on the screen. One, who should we eliminate? A, Lance. B, Linda. That was it. A simple question carrying an immense weight. My survival instincts were kicking in, yet I could not bring myself to choose someone else to die in my place. I knew that if I made it through, I wouldn't ever be able to live with myself. Despite her being a stranger, I would always know that I chose her death. So with great trepidation, I clicked on my own name. But Linda was not as merciful and chose my name as well, meaning we both voted for my death. That concludes the final round. Congratulations, the showmaster said. With that, I felt my body release itself from the chair, as if whatever invisible force had been removed. I could breathe, I could move around, I was free. The chat function returned, but I was confused as to why I hadn't been killed. Linda? I typed in, but she never responded. Then a congratulations message popped up, marking me as the winner of the contest. We had both chosen my death, yet I'd been spared, while Linda had presumably been killed. Had it all been just a test to see who'd show mercy? I did receive the cash prize as well. It just popped into my bank account a day after the ordeal. Of course, I alerted the authorities, but what could they do? Even the bank transfer wasn't traceable. Who the others were, I don't know. Their first names weren't a lot to go on, and I couldn't find any news reports on the incident. All I know is that I'm keeping to the regular web because whatever lurks in the depths of the dark web is beyond our understanding of how the world works. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to hit that follow button to get notified every time a new episode is released. Also, please take a second to leave a rating for the podcast. This is so important to help the podcast grow. Thank you.